America's beverage companies are working together to reduce plastic waste in our environment. Not all plastic is the same. At the Coca-Cola Company, Keurig Dr. Pepper, and PepsiCo, our bottles are made to be remade. We're carefully designing them to be 100% recyclable, including the caps. And we're investing in community recycling improvements so that every bottle we get back can be used to make new bottles. That completes the circle and reduces plastic waste. Please help us get every bottle back. Learn more at everybottleback.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Thursday, May 19th. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of RCP. And I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Carl. First up this morning, uh, news broke yesterday that uh, the Department of Homeland Security is, quote unquote, pausing the formation of the disinformation board that uh, Secretary Mayorkas had announced at a hearing sort of out of the blue a few weeks ago um, and obviously engendered a lot of criticism and blowback and, and discussion uh, about exactly what this board was going to do, how it was going to function. Nina Jankowitz, the person who was tapped to lead that board, has also resigned. She was, um, you know, a lot of videos from her past social media came up about, uh, you know, things that she had done and said and even sung in the past, Carl. So what do you make You're of talking, this? <laughs> talking about what, the scary Poppins video. Um, <laughs> what, what, what do we make of this story? And and uh, is it a good thing that DHS is pausing this? Is it a is it as Taylor Lorenz wrote yesterday in the Washington Post? Is this is this, uh, you know, the administration capitulating to right wing smear machine? I mean, what's going on here? Um, well, you can sort of count on some people to take the wrong take every time. So <laughs> some some of some of the criticism doesn't surprise me. But there was in my mind, there was a question of whether the Homeland Security Department even had the authority to do this. It's certainly not contemplated in the enabling legislation, which I covered in the aftermath of 9-11. Um, it, it seemed unconstitutional on its face. It immediately became dubbed the Ministry of Truth, which is uh, literally from George Orwell's 1984. And then uh, they appointed a deeply unserious and partisan person to lead it. So it was, it couldn't have been rolled out worse. It, I, it it made the rollout of uh, Obamacare look like one of the most efficient things government's ever done by comparison. It's just, a, it's a disastrous and, and, and dangerous idea. And, you know, it, it shouldn't just be Glenn Greenwald and some of these uh, libertarians and free speech defenders who are, who, who noticed uh, how awful this was. This is not the role of the government is not to decide who gets to talk. It's, that's a foundational concept in America. Right. And so we'll see. I mean, there were some reports that this disinformation board is just merely paused and there will be a reboot of it in the future, perhaps without Nina Jankowicz uh, in charge of it. But we will have to see whether the administration really is is reconsidering its position on on whether this is a good role for the government to play or not. Certainly, the administration argued even up until last week that it was a necessary thing and a good idea until they sort of, you know, reversed course. Let me ask you another question, since we, we talk about the power of government and what governments can and should be doing, Carl. Uh, Biden announced uh, last night that he is invoking the Defense Production Act to try and deal with the baby formula shortage. We have talked about this before. It is something that 
you know, became sort of a crisis situation, despite the fact it had been percolating for, for months. Um, and now he has invoked the Defense Production Act. This is something that Trump did uh, back during COVID to, uh, you know, produce the ventilators, recall from the early days of, of COVID. Um, is the Defense Production Act, is that a, is this a good use of, of uh, the government and their authority here to try and solve a crisis like this? Well, Tom, I, I don't, I don't mean to sound like a, a small government libertarian, <laughs> but you know that this is not. It wasn't in this law was not envisioned for either one of these emergencies. But you'd be hard pressed to find an American who thinks it's not, you know, a good idea. And you, the idea that the, the greatest nation on earth, the most robust economy on earth, can't produce baby formula is shocking to people. And I think. From a political standpoint, I think it's something Joe Biden needed to do. I think he was, people were asking him to do it. The reporters were asking him at the briefing room. Um, right. And, you know, you can't see with people's masks on, but you got the feeling some of them were young mothers themselves. Some of these people asking questions. In my case, I, you know, I've got a baby, a couple of baby boys who are grandsons who need baby formula. They, I, I mean, this is something that people do look to government to solve and, and maybe we shouldn't look to the federal government, but we do. And I just, you know, during an election year to have a, a president feeling questions like this, kind of a no brainer, I think from a political standpoint. And I, I think he did. I think he was, I think he was smart of the president. Politically. I agree. It was smart. And the question is just exactly how much it's going to, what sort of tangible effect that it will have. But certainly when we face situations like this, people want, they want the government to fix it. They want the government to do something. I mean, it's the same situation with, you know, gas prices reaching record highs and and potentially, according to J.P. Morgan, could go to six dollars a gallon over the summer. Oh, That's Tom, it's already it's already six dollars a gallon in California. I, I noticed that last night. So it's already yeah, but there. the national price will go to per, yeah. perhaps six dollars, yeah. which is which is crazy. And and of course, people are going to be saying, you know. Fix this, Congress. Fix this, Mr. President. And well, at Tom, that point, previous presidents used to previous presidents used to get on the phone to CEOs, and it was called jawboning, presidential jawboning, and tell them to get their act together. I, you know, we to now we expect a more sort of formal and orchestrated response, and so invoking the Defense Production Act, it, it makes sense. But but Americans don't have a clear idea of why prices are rising as fast as they. Are. I, I don't have a clear I thought it was idea. Putin. Well, <laughs> the president keeps saying that, but that doesn't make it true. Um, oh, that maybe that's another reason why they paused the disinformation board. They were going to have to start fact-checking the president. That was going to be awkward. Um, <laughs> but, you know, energy prices, yeah, stressed around the world. And, and the Russian invasion of Ukraine is part of that. But this was happening. This huge spike was happening before. And it's happening at food prices. Why is, why is food going up? And so we, ha- we still have supply chain issues. And, they're, and it turned out to be a lot more complicated than sh- uh, ships from uh, the Far East being stuck in Long Beach Harbor. Uh, it's all the way along the line. We still can't, we're still, the production of semiconductors, uh, integrated chips is still lagging. So this economy is stressed. And I think anything the president does to show that he understands what working class Americans are going through is a positive for him. And he probably needs to do more of it. We had a story on the site yesterday, Carl, about a guy who runs a little business, uh, you know, in, I forget exactly where it was, but that he had, because of supply chain issues and whatever, he, his, he runs a restaurant. He had chicken wings on the menu 
pre-COVID, they were $13.95. He was charging $27, at one point $34. He said he had to take it off the menu. He had to put market price on the menu because the price of chicken wings had gone up, the price of transportation, the price of oils, everything that he used to make the chicken wings. He said he might take them off the menu altogether because it was just too crazy. Um, and that's just, a, and I, I tweeted, I want, you know, Elizabeth Warren to force the government to make this guy fix his prices at thirteen ninety five so I can get my chicken wings. I was joking, of course, but do you think there's there there the there will be a rising sentiment for the kind of intervention that progressives like Elizabeth Warren are talking about, which is fixing prices? I mean, we've seen oh. that movie before in the nineteen seventies, but she is clearly out there saying the FTC should be authorized to go in and tell companies what they can and cannot charge for, for services and goods in this economy. Well, look, economic illiteracy on Capitol Hill is not new. Um, but the, the point that you, the, 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 what you just invoked was the wage and price controls of the 70s. Uh, they, they were an abysmal failure and they made the problem worse. What's happened, you know, 50 years later, there's a lot of people who don't remember that. And so it may be a lesson we have to learn all over again. But again, if you're a working class person, uh, I, you know, a friend of mine had a painting job that he priced out a small little job in his house. And the contractor told him a few months ago, $450. Um, he called up the guy and said, how about now? It's 900. <laughs> he said, what are you talking about? It's the same job. But he said, well, my, my guys come from, you know, a long way. They've got all his prices increased. The paint is increased, the gasoline, the labor, everything. And, you know, this is not sustainable because, you know, pretty soon in your, you know, your Venezuela and inflation does have to be, it does have to be put under control and nobody quite knows how to do it. All right. We'll leave it there for this morning. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of RCP. I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief, and this has been the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Thursday, May 19th, 2022. America's beverage companies are working together to reduce plastic waste in our environment. Not all plastic is the same. At the Coca-Cola Company, Keurig Dr. Pepper, and PepsiCo, our bottles are made to be remade. We're carefully designing them to be 100% recyclable, including the caps. And we're investing in community recycling improvements so that every bottle we get back can be used to make new bottles. That completes the circle and reduces plastic waste. Please help us get every bottle back. Learn more at everybottleback.org.